On today's episode, Dave interviews voiceover artist Jonathan Cook. Jonathan has been heard on Fuel TV, FX, and on Sesame Street as the announcer for Super Grover 2.0. I am Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. Attached to a theater? Yeah, well, like, they, like the people's theater they're not, they're, they're, they teach a lot of classes, and they have a lot of people come in, and I come in, and Michael Gelman comes in. You know Gelman? I love yeah. Gelman. So we started. And I come in, and Michael Gelman comes in, and Gary Austin comes in, who started the... Um, the groundlings, and we uh, we work um, we work teaching classes. So we'll, we'll do separate classes, and usually it's up in the Catskills. But uh, the place that we normally go to, for some reason, we couldn't book it. So now it's going to be in Manhattan, and uh, we're going to Manhattan. And uh, and I connected with a person. I can't say who it is right now, okay. but when <laughs> I connected with somebody, and you'll, you'll edit that in later. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> and these, you know, these guys will, uh, Gianluca and Ian Foley, and uh, uh, we're going to be, we're going to be uh, taking the show on the road to New York, uh, just for, for a couple, a few, a few You'll have to people. remind people that since they can't see, but, but yes. Yeah, no, but people will know when it happens. It's really exciting. It's really, really exciting. It's so exciting. I want to talk about this couple that I know because uh, this would be a great way to kind of get into it. This couple that I know, uh, just in terms of the passion that they still have, they, their whole, they're going, if you invite them over to your house, mm -hmm. they're going to have sex in your bathroom. Wow. That's the deal. They're going to have sex in your bathroom. They make a deal out of having sex in people's bathrooms, um, and I think they check it off a list. Like if you get a new place, you go, you have a party, and you invite them over, and they have sex in your bathroom. And these people are in their, I don't know, late fifties. Wow. You know, do they at least bring a nice bottle of wine? They're just coming over for a party. Okay. You know, it's not like can I come over and have sex in your bathroom? Okay. It's like they're just coming. Which over is my for favorite party. movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be a good, nice long title. You live in Hawaii now. I do. You live part-time. Well, most, I'm actually technically there. Lately, I've been coming back and forth to L.A. again. But yes, that is my actual address, and I reside there. And do you still have that place on the corner? Oh, the Broadway? Yeah. Yes, I, I rented out my places there because I can't sell them because bought at the peak, and now it is not the peak. Right, right. And, but what's funny is it became that building like like manhattan when i was by coastal i got you know i enjoyed the concierge and all that stuff of a security building that one now it used to have all sorts of celebrities i think it still does as residents so tmz and paparazzi forever outside right so what's right. funny is my effort to move to what was close to manhattan in la as far as you could walk to stuff and right. do things was not because I was above Katsuya suddenly and TMZ was forever parked outside my door. Right, right, so that was, right. That's a, that's a drag. Yeah, well, you know, it, fun for some people and it, it had its moments where, you know, I was literally on the corner so I could open my window on Halloween and look down and see it all without having to be in it. That's craziness. That was, that was really great. And there was, there was just a shooting right there in the corner. Oh, you mean the one at sunset where the guy went nuts? No. Oh, there was another no, one. Okay. No, oh. no, 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 uh, no. Wilcox and Hollywood, which is close to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's like, right by that's the mural. Part. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. And uh, that happened the other day. Um, three shot. A uh, guy was hit three times, you know, right over there. Daytime? Right no. Nighttime. Halloween, maybe. Do you know about this? Yeah. Halloween. Oh, okay. Halloween, oh. right over there. You, uh, you missed it. I, I don't think missed is the right word, but I guess I was not here you for it. You did miss it. You did miss <laughs> Luckily it. Luckily, they you missed, missed me. It. Yes, exactly. They missed you as well. Uh, when did you move over there? Uh, January 10th will be two years. I, uh, yeah, I got totally fried here, as you've spent some time in L.A., so yeah. you know. After a certain point, plus, you know, with voiceover, I'm, do, I'm working from home by myself. Right. So it became isolation within isolation. Right. Not complaining. Love VO. Right. But, uh, but and, you know, when I, so, and I had always planned for Hawaii eventually. I didn't mm -hmm. plan for single, and I didn't plan for yet. Right. But when I was so sad here, and already essentially on an island, because I would go to three or four places only, because I was at home, and, you know, so I'm like, well, I may as well be on a good island where right. it's Truman Show weather. You know, it's, you know, every so often I open up the iPhone app and it's 82, 82, 82, 82, and the lowest 73, 73, 73, 73. I'm like, as long as the light doesn't fall out of the quote unquote sky, right. I'll live right. this life. Right, right. <laughs> um, now, that idea of being on an island, to be out here and to be on an island, it, 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 it goes along the same 
So you do a lot. You, um, there's just so many things I want to talk about. It goes along the same. Take your time. It's your show. I know, but I get so excited. <laughs> I was listening to I was listening to me on the podcast when I'm when I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. And my friend Richard Label, who I, I think I have to mention him in every single one of these that I do, um, he said, "Could you say fuck more?" And uh, could you mention Corel more? And I'm like, okay, fine. His name is Dick Label, I think. Dick Label, it's Dick Label. Think, yeah, it's Dick uh, Label. But he knows he's giving me a bunch of shit. Um, but I get so excited, and I, my, I, I just get on this roll here. So anyway, the idea of being on an island, the idea of, uh, of, of celebrity, because celebrity is an island as well. That I can only imagine or live vicariously. I've, got a, I've had some friends of note. I've right. never, I've loved anonymity, which is what voiceover allows for. You know, uh -huh. The closest I've gotten to any something is someone who knows voiceover will say, do you do voiceover if they hear my voice? But right. no one ever wants to snap a picture of me, which is perfect. Right. I have to shave far less. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, so how is it that you, how is it that you've connected with the outside world? Because the, the uh, you know, Don LaFontaine in his limousine going from one place to another place to another place. And it's like, not only is he on an island, but he's on an island going from an island to an island in an island. Well, yes. And if I may say the late great Don, yes. uh, when I first moved here, actually, there was a quote unquote day with Don. I have to stop doing quote unquote. Um, like your fucks. Right. But, uh, right. Uh, and I, he would offer it to young up and comers, and my agent set it up. I actually rode with him in the limo, place to place to place to place. I was all of 24, fresh from Chicago uh, Second City Training Center. Right. And, uh, and the first place we went was Fox, and I was greener than green. I mean, I'd done some in Chicago, and I'd done the loop, you know, radio stuff. And, right. And he's, and the guys heard my voice that were working in the room. They said, Wow. And he said, do you have a demo on you? He, Don, do you have a demo on you? I said, no. I said, I didn't want to bring. He's like, oh, that's, no, no, give me your card. He got me my first Fox gig while I was there for his Fox gig. That's the kind of guy he was. What? What a guy. Yes. And, and how is that, how has that affected you in a way, in the way that you look at anybody else coming up? It, very much. I follow that pattern. I mean, I, I, he didn't know me from Adam. Right. So the fact that he was that gracious also is because he was that far ahead. He was able, you know, when one is super successful, right. it's easier to help out more, you know, those that are not just below your level as far as income. Because, like, I'm still scratching. Not me now, but, I right. mean, you know, when you're still scratching, it's harder for you to pull someone else up, too, to extend the metaphor. Certainly, certainly, certainly. But, certainly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm all about helping people. I... Part of my departure from LA was that my career had waned to a large degree, mm -hmm. and uh, the way it works is once you know you're super saturated. I was you know I'd done NBC a lot of that and CBS, and once they're done with you, for lack of a better term, they're done. Right. And so it's cyclical and it takes some time. But in the meantime, I was sort of out, and I was even more by myself and isolated. So right. when the technology changed, because yeah, Don was in the limo. He at least had. He was friendly with and, and related to his driver. Right. And you were at least going from studio to studio and seeing the people and talking to them. Now they email a script. More often than not, I'm recording it into my own device and emailing it back to them or posting it. And I've not spoken to anybody in the entire interaction. Email from the agent or the manager, email from the client to the client. Mm -hmm. And I haven't said a word. There are times, especially in Hawaii, where I leave my place for the first time and people think I'm on coke. And it's like, no, 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 I'm just like a puppy who's been left alone too long. I have all this energy because mm -hmm. these are the first words I'm saying out loud, not into a microphone. Right. And where right. I can take as long as I need, not 2.4 seconds. Right. No, no, I know exactly what you're talking about because often I'll be here by myself and I'll have my dog here mm -hmm. and then I'll go teach a class at 4 o'clock or 7 o'clock or whatever it's going to be. And I'm, I'm just talking a mile a minute because it's like I'm talking to human beings. I can't believe I'm connecting with everybody. Look at everybody. I'm here. I'm alive. Isn't it exciting? Look at all of us. We get to live our lives right now. And it's just so, it's, it, there's just so much going on at that point. Oh, yeah. And also, I believe. We're really lucky in that we get to do what we do. And when you get to do what, what you do, there's no, um, when you get to do what it is that you want to do, there's no woe is me that's around you and there's an effusiveness right. and demonstrativeness that you come out and you, you just, you just like, hey, bring it on, bring it on, well, bring it on. There's the saying, you know, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Right. So as cliche as that is, it sort of is true. I mean, obviously you still have to make money and all of that. Right. But 
you know, and also part of the wanting to talk so quickly is because we're both quick. If I may lump myself in with you, is, sure, you know, sure, and once sure. you've improvised to, with any success at a certain level, you have to be that on it and thinking and hearing everything else. And right, and you don't have to be; you get to be. You well, know what I mean? I, I, I meant one. Yeah, it, you train yourself. I don't right. mean it's a it's uh, a force. I meant it becomes the force. <laughs> yes, and it does become the force because if you think about it, you can't do it anymore. Right. And also, if you don't believe it, it's not going to come. The words aren't going to come to you if you don't believe what it is that you're saying. And I think that we're seeing a lot of that, or at least I saw a lot of that during the elections where I'm watching somebody, I'm thinking, you're lying. You're right. lying. What you're telling to me right now, you're so clearly lying. Now, if I'm reading this on paper, mm -hmm. it would all be one big flow and it would be great. But I'm looking at you and there's pauses in what you're saying and you're thinking about things that you shouldn't be needing to think about right. and you're thinking about it. Um, you can I remember, I remember clearly, and I don't, I don't know if you remember this, I remember clearly me seeing you when you first came out here. Excuse me. <laughs> when you first came out here, I remember seeing you at the upfront in Santa Monica. Yes. Right? And I remember looking and going, what are you doing here? When Michalski was still over yeah, there. Yeah, when, yes. when Jeff Michalski was still over there. And I remember looking at you and going, what are you doing here? And you said, I'm here. Uh, uh, I moved out here. I was like, wow, that's great. Because I think that you were one of the first students that I knew that moved out here. Mm -hmm. But you weren't at that time, you weren't out, you didn't know what you were going to do. Did you? I well, honestly, I had quit radio again. I was. What were you doing in the radio? So let's was, just back up. And let me let me just say, I tried to get online on your on your web page, mm -hmm. and I had trouble. <gasps> I'm just telling you that. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to leave the show right now. I have to stop <laughs> <Okay>. this interview. <laughs> uh, I will make sure that I make check sure because I really want to hear the moment the the, the promos. Uh, JonathanCook.net. Well, oh, maybe that dot com. There was a problem when I first went to buy my website way back when, uh -huh. when they invented the internet. Right. Uh, .com was taken, so I bought .net. Got it. And then .com became available. It was oh. more, and, and what's supposed to be happening is .com's supposed to forward to .net and or vice versa. It hasn't done that. But apparently, yes. So okay, now, fine. Okay. Now, going back to the question of uh, when, when uh, uh, oh, so. Radio? That was it. So you were in Chicago and you're doing The Loop. Right. Is that what well, you said? I, I'll back up slightly more than that. I uh, went to school at University of Illinois Champaign-Urbana, mm -hmm. and I started college radio there. Mm -hmm. And I was such a nerd still from high school that when I got a B, my first, as uh -huh. a result of my seven to midnight, six nights a week schedule, mm -hmm. I actually uh, withdrew from school to, really? to pursue my radio career, which uh -huh. took me to Columbus and then ultimately back to Chicago. Doing what kind of stuff on, on radio? Classic rock, you know, that was Led Zeppelin, here's Aerosmith, essentially, uh -huh. you know. And did you set up your own stuff, or did you, uh, did, did you have a, a, a program manager? Well, each radio station had its own person. I mean, uh -huh. not, to, not to ruin anybody's day, but even as far back as the 90s, you were given your list of songs to play. Got it, got it. Even in got an all-request hour, had about mm -hmm. three holes in it that you could fill with whoever called with the right song. Got it. Um, but, but I digress. Sorry. So, uh, but yeah, so Columbus, and actually the day, because I was, of course, going to finish school, my mother would not have me not do that, but I told her, I said, I'd You're going to finish school. It wasn't, it wasn't that you were going to finishing school. No, I'm you sorry, yes. Fin I planned to finish okay, college. <laughs> and the day I was accepted to The Ohio State University, because uh -huh. I was pursuing radio in Columbus at the time, right. is the day the station switched format and fired me. Uh -huh. Thus was my first lesson in radio. Right. So, so one of the things about that, uh, who was I, who was I listening to was I listening to I think it was Jimmy Kimmel who was yeah. talking about all the places that he's been fired mm -hmm. do you know are you familiar with his radio career not to, I mean I listened to him at, on K-Rock way back before he was I believe that he was talking about how many places he's been fired and right. how often he's been fired so when I was listening to him I think it was Mark Marin show when I was listening to to him talking about the the uh, the trial by fire that you get through that going you right. no no more we don't need you right. and, but again luckily my chemistry works where I'm a quick learner. Mm -hmm. So when I saw that happen and I was all of 20, I when I came back to Chicago, I was not in finishing school, but finishing school at UIC mm -hmm. and doing Second City Training Center and working at The Loop, mm -hmm. seeing these guys who were twice my age getting fired on occasion. It right. was actually when Stern was on briefly and he got fired, not, uh -huh. that, he, not that he's doing poorly. But I, I realized, about him but I realized I, didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. I didn't want to didn't be want to do the, the KRP town to town up and down the dial. Got it. Because eventually I wanted to not be single and, oh, sorry, I got fired today, we're moving. Right. 
Right, edit, right, right, which right. Which is right. when I, you know, I had heard about uh, voiceover in college from my friend Scott Struber. I'm still friends with him. He's the first person to tell me what it was. Mm -hmm. And so when I had the access of being in Chicago and doing radio and some production, I found out about this woman, uh, Maurice Tobias is her name. She's based in LA. Mm -hmm. I believe they still call her the voice guru. At least that was her moniker at the time. Mm -hmm. She travels and does these workshops, not unlike yourself or improv, she does for voiceover. Mm -hmm. and at the end of the weekend, it was like 10 or whatever people, she pulled me aside and said, I don't encourage people to move to LA. Move to LA. Wow. And she uh, was not computer savvy and I was, so we mm -hmm. basically did a quid pro quo. I moved out here, I was her assistant, did her marketing materials, because that's what I ultimately got my degree in. Right. And she fast-tracked my career with helping me and training me. And I was 24 when I was on my first network promo which was awesome. What, what network? It was ABC, it aired during the uh, Academy Awards, it was the Movies in May spot, and what's funny is, of course, I told all my friends in Chicago, and the switching station, where, for those who don't know, is how the local station goes from the network feed to a local feed, uh -huh. uh, cut it off early, so they only heard half of my promo, <laughs> so they could do the sh local Chicago right. thing. Right, right, right. And right. so it was just, oh! <laughs> the last time I probably cared about that, to be honest. But. Yeah, no, but, but, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you, and what, what, it keep, what keeps coming back to me is, is the idea of the potential to engage in... Uh, how can I say it? The potential to engage in a depression or a, a, a spiraling down when you get fired, but you don't, you aren't, you aren't engaging in that. Does that make sense? That like I've been fired. Oh my God, what's going on? You, do, did you engage in that? Do you engage in that? I do. I, you do I, now. I, well. I did, then I uh -huh. didn't, and then I'm back to less personally, mm -hmm. but I still, again, it's also my marketing degree that kicks in because voiceover for sure, because that's my expertise, but I'm sure to some degree acting on whatever level, it's one of the few businesses where if competition comes along, they just switch. They don't say, hey. Who's they? They just they, switch. Who's they? they? The, the whoever you're vending to, right? Uh -huh. Let's say it's the paper company, uh -huh. okay? If you're a vendor and someone else gets a better offer and you have a relationship with them, they'll call you and say, hey, company B is offering me this, company A. What can you do for me? We've right. known each other a long time. Right. You get a chance to work with them. Right. That doesn't exist. It's now there's a whim or a decision is made <laughs> and there is no counter offer. It's just, right. thank you so much for your service. Oh, wait. Actually, we're not even going to say thank you. We've paid you, which again is lovely, right? But not, not really. Again. It, it's not a. It's, there's no personal to it. It's, right. You've done your job. We've seen you every day for six months, twice a day. Right. You know, until midnight sometimes. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not going to talk to you anymore. <laughs> okay. So, so with that, with that, I was raised vacuum. by a single mom. I was a latchkey kid, man. That brings up my abandonment issues. It goes uh, yeah. way deep. But that's got to be it. Where you're going, you're out there. But also those things that you just said about a latchkey kid and going way deep and all that sort of stuff. That 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 survival technique also has to kick in too. Of course. Which because, is oh sorry. You know, no, the, the idea of uh, we were talking about this uh, yesterday in improv class. Um, it's sort of like like the concept of somebody somebody in class is saying, oh, okay. So when I enter a scene, I reach the and when I, when I walk on stage, I reach a point and I stop at that point. And when I stop at that point, that's where I start the scene. When I'm compelled to stop at that point, you following me? I am following Th that's you. That's where you start the scene. You just kind of don't wander in, aim wander, in, wander in aimlessly. You stop. And he said, it's sort of like being at the end of a diving board because you step another step and you're, ah. So for well, you. Well, hopefully not because you'll score poorly. Right, exactly. <laughs> Unless the competition is you going, ah, yes, and then you, and then the, then that's a weird competition. Uh, I'm sure it could happen. But the, uh, what I'm saying is, you reach a point where where what we're doing the first time that you get fired, or the first time that that phone doesn't ring and it normally rang, you do have the potential to go, where am I? I don't know what's going on. My world is collapsing. Absolutely. Or, or the yeah. the bottom has fallen out from under me. But what is it? about what do you think it is about being say being a latchkey kid that is actually helpful in that well you are used to being self-sufficient and you know i can count on one hand the number of times that i you know was cooked for you know sat down to meals mm -hmm. so that translates to and just like everybody there's you'd be hard pressed to find a well-adjusted comic Right. Or, or improviser or actor for that matter. It's the need for other attention that brings us to some sort of performing. Because uh -huh. otherwise, you got that attention, you don't necessarily need it somewhere else, uh -huh. Uh -huh. I, in my exp experience and opinion. Right. So 
Having said that, what helps is, okay, I wasn't so doted on that now it's not so horrible when you are fired or let right, go exactly. or they stop using you. It's, right. it's the first time it happens, sort of like in radio when I you know, was 20. Right. The first time it happens is that, oh, and it happens to me. Right. Because you are, as an only child, I didn't see it happen to everybody else and have other, like an older brother with experiences like where I was trained. Stuff that mm -hmm. I saw for the first time, even as an adult, I didn't see except in movies and TV shows. Right. You know, I, I, an ex-girlfriend of mine several years ago took me to her family's Thanksgiving where everybody mm -hmm. sat around and what they're thankful for and there were a couple tears. And right. I, it took me a moment because I had never participated in that th sort of thing in my entire existence. <laughs> Here I was in late 30s already. Uh -huh. I'm like, this happens? Really? This, this, like, I had to. I had to tuck it under. Plus, on top. What do you mean, of it, tuck it under? What do you mean? Well, because I didn't want to be so incredulous in front of them. Right, that it was right. like, you people are freaks. Because that's right. again with my heavy voice uh, and my sarcasm. I didn't want to. Oh, I left one piece out. They were all Rush Limbaugh Republicans. On top of it, uh -huh, uh -huh. so I was already treading lightly. Wow! 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 I did wow. an excellent job. I, I handled it perfectly. Her dad said to me, "So you're from Chicago? You got to be a fucking Democrat." And I said, "You know what?" I don't care if there's an R or a D, usually they're full of shit. Right. That was my get out of it. I wasn't going to, you know. Did it work? He said, that's exactly how I feel. I said, right. great, we never have to talk about it again. You know what's so interesting? That's so not true. <laughs> we well, but it got me I out know. of it. That's it's how like, I, no, I get it, oh, I get oh, it. But it's like, like his idea of, oh. well, that's how I feel too. But you know what? That's not how you feel. But I think I'm he was, sorry, but he was looking, funny. he was trying to poke the bear. Right. And he was seeing if I was going to bite. Right. And. Wow, that's a dog and He's a bear metaphor. Well, you mixed but, your metaphor, yeah. but you kept it within the animal but, kingdom. Yes, you seeing if I was going to use these claws right. um, to say, yeah, I'm a Democrat, blah, 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 blah. Right, exactly. Never did, and right. so it was a lovely dinner where we all said what we were thankful for. Um, he actually, not to make light of it, but he in fact was a uh, semi-recent skin cancer survivor. Uh -huh. And so he actually started to break down and said, you know, I'm so grateful to be here. And then he actually, you know, because it's not his way to cry, he's like, motherfucker and and then when it came around to me several people later i they said what are you thankful for and i said i'm thankful to be here da, da, da. and i'm thankful i'm not the first one at the table to say motherfucker <laughs> it was awesome because there was that split second where she looked at me like what did you just say and then the whole table cracked up and i, I was it. fine that's was, awesome that's so awesome i was golden yeah um like th that <laughs> the idea of having having support and the idea that a voiceover career is really, especially what you do, as opposed to, say, what Phil Lamar does. Oh, or, yeah, yeah, animation. Yeah, exactly. I, we should probably say, yeah, I mostly promos and trailers, exactly. which are short, very short, five-minute, ten-minute sessions. Right. As opposed to... Ten-minute sessions that you come in for ten minutes. Correct. Right. It's not like you're saying, and the movie on ABC is about... No, it's a ten-minute session. In, or the, duration, minutes, the duration. The right, duration to, right, like an animation session. Again, that's more interaction. That's right. usually several people in the room. Four hours is what they allot, mm -hmm. you know, for that. So, right, absolutely, and that too is more acty. Right, uh, you know, mine is more about no, that's two point five seconds. You have to say in two point four seconds. Right, as opposed to okay, could you do a little more wink and a nod, and you know, right. you can improvise a little bit or something. It's like right. I'd really love to, but you know, the biggest thing I can do is try to fix grammar in a nice way if I if they allow me to. Right. And how has that helped you in, not helped you, how has that um, uh, transformed you, helped you find your voice? And when I say voice, I don't mean your, your, your I, tone timbre. Like, how has that helped you? Do you look at this as an art? Do you look at what you do, and I talk about promos and those sort of things, as an art? Um, or are you more of a technician? I would say... Not to default, but I would say it is a bit of both. I mm -hmm. would say there are, within promo, you know, there's presentations and sizzle reels, for lack of a better term, where right. they have more leeway to be more imaginative as opposed to, again, we've got 20 seconds to fill between this commercial and this commercial to tell you about this show. Right. That is very much a technical, grinded out sausage factory on every level. Like right. the network, I'm the last piece or whoever they voice it with. Right. They've already got that piece cut, all this people talking in the show are already in there. Uh -huh. and I'm the last piece, they mix me with the music. And then it's like, I've had times where they have to get one of them on the satellite so it can air in New York. So we'll stop recording, they mix that one, they send that to the bird so it can air, and right. then we, I step back in and we do the rest of them. Right. That being stepping in when there was a studio to go to. Right. <laughs> when you saw in those people. Days. Yeah. Not to be, oh, the good old days. <laughs> but as we were saying, you know, I, I do miss that interaction. It right. is very 
islandy, especially in Hawaii, but in general, to be in a booth by yourself. You know, I, I don't think I coined it, but I've said more than once, you know, I've spoken to millions of people all from a room by myself. Right, right. Because, I mean, I, I'm on Sesame Street. I, I do the intros for uh, Super Grover 2.0. Where they're what all, is that? Like when the, well, There's vin these vignettes where, you know, because Sesame Street... I see. What they do is they quite often record a bunch of things or film a bunch of things and they mm -hmm. cut them together in different episodes. Right. So Super Grover, you remember Super Grover? No, I don't. Oh, okay. okay. Grover is, becomes a superhero. He has a helmet. Got and a cape. it. Right. I've seen that. So okay. in the right. uh, reincarnation, not that he died, in right. the uh, reimagination, right. uh, Super Grover 2.0 is all about simple machines, you know, the wedge, mm -hmm. the pulley, the wheel. Uh -huh. And so it's set up as if he's Batman, for lack of a better comparison. So it's like he observes, he investigates. Right. So. And I, and then, you know, after I'm done with my setup, you know, he is learning that a cow won't go down stairs. It will only go up. So he has to get a plane, <laughs> things like that. Is that so, true? A cow won't go downstairs? Yes. They will only walk upstairs. You cannot get a cow to walk downstairs. You have to get an inclined plane. Why isn't that a... Um, it might be a what, Snapple cap. But I'm not, <laughs> how much do we learn from Snapple cap? Why is that not a, a, a coined phrase? Where, where somebody's so stubborn, oh. where you go, that, that person's so stubborn, I mean, you know, and you know he's, he's, a, he's a cow that won't walk downstairs. He's up, an upstairs cow. He's a, well, an upstairs cow implies he's doing okay. Oh. But you know what? You, you fucking turn the so tables. Wait, if a fat cat is sitting on an upstairs cow, he's really doing well. Exactly. Okay. Right. Right. Um, looking at all, looking at all, uh, like taking in, because you're, you're I went to the Fozzie Bear School of Comedy too, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> it's all right. A lot of that stuff I'm lost on because I'm 50, I'm 53. And so my brother caught a little bit of a lecture company and my sister was totally into Sesame Street. Oh, okay. So when I grew up, there was just, where, where are you from? Chicago. You're from Chicago. Like Son of Sunguli. Yes, yes, all that. Sunset and Ghoulie, and, uh, uh, Ray Rayner, Bozo Circus, was... uh, BJ, BJ and Dirty Dragon, yeah. right? The Sniffle Gorf Hotel or whatever it's that, called. Right. That, you know, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the play thing that he yeah, would make. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, thing. That disappeared, thing. yes. Yeah. Oh, BJ and Dirty Dragon, my God. But all that, yeah. I grew up with all that stuff. You do some, you, but you do, you have done animation. You have done animation. Yes, that's been more catch as catch can. Um, What's funny is I actually did one full season and what 26 episodes of this show. It was called Big Guy and Rusty the Boy Robot. Mm -hmm. Fox Kids was behind it. It was, you know, big deal. Mm -hmm. uh, the only problem was it launched on Fox Kids at exact same time and the exact same day as this show called um, Pokemon debuted. Nice. I don't know if you're familiar with it. The no, craze, it um, has not Asian. lasted. Uh -huh. um, so, uh, yes, it uh, <sighs> didn't go further than that. But it was very fun because uh, I worked with my, she was already my friend, but uh, she, uh, Pamela uh, Adlon is her name now. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, but yeah. she was Bobby on King of the Hill. Mm -hmm. And we were, since we were VO people and right. everybody else was pretty much actors, not that that's bad, but I mean, we were, we were headed down. So we were the bad kids. We'd pass notes back and forth because you can't talk and make noise while other right. people are reading. But like uh, Kathy Kinney from uh, Drew Carey. Was sure, sure, sure. I, mean, I went to Ireland with Kathy Kinney. Oh, okay. Um, uh, 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 I went to I went to Ireland, a second city. Uh, a group, Michael McCarthy put a group of people together to do the uh, Murphy Cat Laugh Festival, okay. and it was uh, I think Joel Murray, me. Uh, uh, but it was a bunch of people. Kathy Kinney was a voiceover artist on that as well. Yeah, she played a talking monkey. Uh huh. But uh, <laughs> what was it, Pamela Adlin? Is that what it was? Yes. Um, I heard her on a podcast, and she is quite a character. But she's also been through a lot as well, just in terms of single mom, that sort of thing. Am I gonna, am oh, gonna she's, right? is she single now? I don't know. Oh, I'm going to make a call. I don't know. Oh, I might be talking <laughs> Although, school. you know, I heard, a, I heard a rumor that she was with Louie. I know she's on the show. She's on the show. I don't know that I she just, is I heard the Louis. rumor, and that's... But I'm... look at old fucking A. There's my fuck of a fourth... And I've been very good about not saying it. Um, you don't know where you're going to go, and you don't know what you're going to do. Do you understand? In what it is that we do. Right. The idea of having yourself open and how easy it would be for you to go, I will never work again. I'm never going to work again. Oh, but yeah. you don't know that. Well, as soon as you quote... You, I almost did you can it. quote. You can say quote. As soon as you know that, right. 
is when it becomes semi-self-fulfilling because especially voiceover, that desperation does translate. Right. I, I could hear the difference after the fact. I would go back to some of the stuff that I did because I've had a couple, like I've been doing FX since mm -hmm. 1996. And you're still doing FX. Still doing FX. Not uh -huh. to the same degree, uh -huh. but I've been with them since, what's funny is when they relaunched it with the uh, NYPD Blue and X-Files, when they, they initially blew it up from the pet detectives and things like that and made it what starting what it is now. Right. Uh, their slogan was August 19th is day one because that's when they launched it. It also happens to be my birthday. Nice. Uh, so for about six months, I got to say August 19th is day one and get paid for it. Right. So anyway, point being that when I went back to some of the older stuff that I was reading during my bad time here the last couple of years. Well, to and call I hear, what it is, when you say bad time, what do you mean? Depressed time? I was depressed. Time, I was depressed, depressed time. Okay, yeah, fine. I was really because, you know, sad. And, and, and the reason I'm, I'm saying that is, I think that once we define it, it exists. And if we call it depressed, then that's okay. If you say bad time, it could be anything. Well, okay, yeah, but it was, it was more than just depressed. I mean, again, it was uh, my personal relationship right. had fallen apart. Got it, okay, I, fine. You know, was having financial issues because I had these condos in this fancy building that right. I was now upside down on. Mm -hmm. And so all of it was at once. And I literally woke up in my problem because mm -hmm. I'm living in that condo. Right. My studio is in that condo. Right. I can't even leave it. So ever present, despite being neurotic already, I am thinking, here I am, here I am, here I am. Right. And it's true. I don't right. even get to go to an office or a studio right. and, and be distracted for 10 minutes. Right. And again, all of that being said, I'm very grateful. I don't want it to sound like eh, no, no, here no, I am no, stuck no. Doing but everybody voiceover. does it, Jonathan. Everybody does it. Everybody's got that. And 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 talking to you, I'm not getting this guy is a fucking downer. <laughs> you know, I'm not getting that at all. What I'm getting is, and that's one of the reasons that that I'm talking to you. I'm getting the idea. I I own the idea that you are someone that does not stop. You don't right. stop. No. And that depression or bad time, as you called it, that you went through, that you went through it. And it's that Churchill thing. It's like when you're going through hell, keep going. Right. And the only way to get through it is to get through it. And moving to Hawaii helps too. It was not the same as pulling a geographic, like what they say an alcoholic does when they just move to fix their problem. Right, the problem but, comes with them. But quite literally, moving from LA, which was the source on so many levels of my issues. Right. Because, you know, again, the work people that I used to see all the time, I didn't see them anymore personally either. They would not return calls. Right. My guess is, and I have to guess, it was because they thought I was trying to hit them up to get back in. Right. When the fact of the matter is, when we socialized when I was working with them, we never spoke about work. Right. Why would I then do it when we weren't it's, hanging out? You know what? And, and isn't it true, though, that that's their issue, that's not your issue? Oh, right, which I wasn't internalizing it. I'm not defending but, you. I'm just saying oh, no. it's interesting to me, the realization that you come to where you go, now, wait a minute, they're nervous about it. I'm not nervous about it. And because they're nervous about it, I don't have to be nervous about it because I just get to be me. And again, it goes back, I'm, I know you're trying to say something, but again, it goes back to the idea of a great phrase, What and I've used it in, in, in the podcast before, what you think about me is none of my business. I get to live my life. But if you, like me, have abandonment issues, when friends that you consider friends that you see multiple times and you've been to their houses and things like that stop calling back, right. I can still be as healthy as I can inside, but it still is an actual thing that happened. It's not like me internalizing some thing that I saw. Clearly, clearly, so, uh, clearly, but at the same time, but, uh, you no, but can't, I get your point. Yes. Yeah, you can't change them right. and they're going through that thing and that's what they're going through because they're really struggling with that, oh. you know? And uh, uh, and at the end of the day, uh, uh, at, at the end of the day, they're who they are, where they are with the issues that they're with. And right. and for me, I if someone doesn't want to talk to me cuz you know, you've been divorced, I've been divorced, and there are a lot of people who probably don't like us. Right. I've been divorced. Oh. And, be, and you've been divorced too. Right, right. And there are probably a lot of people that don't like us, right? Absolutely. And, and so looking at that, you're going, oh my God, you know who I, you know, my, my sister-in-law, Nancy, I got to make her like me. It's like, oh, fuck it. You right. know, oh, fuck it. Yeah, no, and I was pretty well inured to the making other people like me when I was working a lot. Mm -hmm. And the resentment comes from how much money voiceover people make slash made. It's slightly different now because so many celebrities are in it now. Yeah, but, right. But there was a time, the website might actually be up, uh, primetimevoices.com. Okay. We did a photo shoot, 13 of us. 
a couple guys were on the East Coast, so couldn't make it. But basically, there were 13 of us that were doing it. Right. From the heavy voice, Don LaFontaine was in there. We, we actually sort of mimicked, I don't know if you remember the, the um, Vanity Fair cover where they had Nicholson and all those guys sitting. Okay. Yes. We mimicked that. Yes. And it was great because that's who we were and, that's, and that was how, how nice. it was. How nice. But what came with that was everybody assuming we were making so much money. It was right. hand over fist and instant resentment. There were a couple places I would go. I'd walk in. They would announce to me how much I was about to make because they had already done the math based on the number of spots. Try performing anything when that's the entrance you get from your director. Mm, 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 mm. Man, man. And what is that? That's resent that is exactly what you were just you know talking it about. That it's, it's all their shit and right. they're not happy with their life. Right. And, right. and it's right in their face though, right. how much? Because it is in their face. And you know what it is? It's it goes back to it, it goes back to this. The idea that ego and anything creative cannot mesh at all ever because yeah. they're looking at that number. They're not looking at who it is that you are. They're looking at that number and when they see that number, they see your number, they see their number, they see the potential numbers, they see what numbers they've gotten in the past and they see their dream numbers. Right. And all that Goss is craziness. Yeah. Well, you know, after you're out of school, the only two ways you get measured in life anymore are cock size and wallet size. Uh-huh. So so basically, they're not going to be able to show one at work and still work there, and the other one is probably an issue for the people that are going to get mad about how much other people are making. Right. Because if they were happy doing what they were doing, they wouldn't even think about it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and the bottom... They'd be thinking about me, what's for dinner, or the woman, or the guy they love, or whatever else one thinks about when one's working at an office job, not, oh, the grumble, grumble, this next person. And then, of course, be all smiles and friendly hellos when you're leaving, or, right. you know, and they're not even trying to be a dick on your way in. They just go there. Right. Because of their fear and all that. And, and, and my big thing these days, because I'm, I'm, because I, what are they, when I teach what I, what, when I teach, I will stop people and say, you realize what you just said. You know, I'm going to stop you right now because you just said don't forget, something. If you say it too long, if you just can't exactly, don't, right. so I'm going to get it right away, and that's what I've been trained. Get it right away, and I get it right away, and and so what's happened? What what I'm realizing these days is I am hanging on to every single word that my students say for one reason. I want to make sure that the words that they use, they mean to say, and the words that they hear, they hear those words, they listen to those words. You know, as so, opposed to reading text in your brain and not how they wrote it. Exactly, hearing how and what someone said, the intent as well. And the way that you're saying it, right. because if you're saying it, if I'm saying to you, I kind of like you, it doesn't mean I like you. It means I mostly don't like you. You know what I mean? Like to say to yourself, I am feeling this and I I am saying this because this is the way that I'm saying it. Right. Do you understand? So at the end of the day, all these students that, that come in and I'm stopping them and I'm grabbing them and saying, look, listen to what you're saying. And if they want their egos to get involved and in going, now wait a minute, who the fuck do you think you are? they're not going to get anything out of this life because they're all living in their head in that moment. Because why are you doing this to me? I don't deserve this. In the past, people have been really great to me, but I am here to help you find out who the fuck you are. There's too much going on in the world where there's, there's too many people telling you you shouldn't do this or you should do this. And I understand being in your industry because I'm in that industry right, as well yeah, to yeah. a certain extent. Um, but the people that I know that are successful, They've just been themselves. Yeah. They haven't, and, and whether you... You and, might be, and, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you, you come to a point where either you take me the way that I am or you take somebody else because I cannot be anybody else. Right. I, I, you know, I didn't come from money, so I will admit to when I first started to do well, I had my asshole moment. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I was... What was that asshole moment? I just, I think that I didn't... I, not unlike what we were just talking about where people may, may be misperceiving why I was calling them. Right. I think there were a few people that I sort of dropped from my life, not because of and like, oh, they're beneath me, but because uh, I could then make a different choice. I wasn't as desperate to fill my time. Right. And they were people I didn't necessarily like as much as my other friends. Well, it, it, which, you're not you know, compelled. Well, here's the but thing. But as an adult, that's sort of weird, right? Because it's to drop a friend... It's when email was sort of new, so mm -hmm. you know, to 
lackadaisically just sort of what I've now come, a friend of mine coined it, but come to call the California slide, where you just, you return the calls a little slower, you return mm -hmm. the emails a little slower, and ultimately mm -hmm. you're just not speaking anymore. No one ever had to have harsh words with each other, but it just sort of happens. But I, I know that, I, I think you're going on to somewhere else, but I want to, I want to, I want to. Stop me like I'm, a student, please. I, I want to grab onto <laughs> what you just said right there, because I feel that that's an agreement that those two people have, and it's a silent agreement. Because if I, you and I are compelled to keep talking to each other, we're going to keep doing that. You know, let's just drop the facade slowly, or when it, let's just kill this frog by turning up the water in the pot, right. you know, ever so slightly, so that the frog does at one point explode, and the relationship is the frog. Back to our island metaphor, though, where it's because my gig was home by myself. Uh -huh. You do that with too many people. Right now, you have nobody right. to call oh, or contact. Oh my God, Jonathan! So, I, it, was, so... it was never that desperate, but I'm no. saying. It leaned that way after a while because, again, the isolation of circumstances without anything bad happening, mm -hmm. where I was just, you're working from home. That's right. it. I don't have an engineer because I can do that. Right. No offense. Uh, <laughs> 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 but um, so I didn't see the people that I was keeping in touch with, even just on a, like, even coworkers who don't like each other. Right. See each other and have an interaction. Right. You know. Right. Right. In a tech in uh, office space. Yes. They didn't all like each other, but you had okay. There's someone you're talking to. You got the same. You know. Oh, case of the Mondays. I can't stand you, but okay, right. fine. Words were exchanged. I had interaction with a person. Right. I'm not. I don't have ten cats. Right. I, I never had ten cats. <laughs> Three. Uh, I was hungry. I had nine. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, I did have two, but one of them was a Bengal. So, got it. You know, the wild cat. So, a tiger. Yeah, no, no, not a Bengal tiger. No, it's actually a, a breed. Got it, right. So, it, it's more As long as you don't have one of those cats it's that don't guy. have any hair. I had a friend yeah. who had one of those. Yeah, my friend Jen has a cat who has a friend who has no hair. It's, cat. It, the hair. most disturbing part is when they are using a scratching post, and it looks like old woman hands with yeah. old woman nails that haven't been trimmed right. at the same right. time. Right. right. You are right. convulsing horribly. You really. No, have I a, know. Just the thought unfinished... of old woman hands, like oh. that idea. I go back to uh, the Shining in uh, yes. one scene exactly. with the naked yes. lady. And the naked old lady. Because how often, like, what other movie has a just a totally naked old lady? Wasn't Helen Mirren in one? But, oh, oh, I would still look at Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren is one of those people that, as you get older, as I get older, um, I'm looking at like 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 sexy 19 year olds going no, I, sexy 35 year olds going okay maybe you know um, my girlfriend's 30 I, I I find it to be sexy the 30 year old sexy but uh, you know there's a different connection there but I'm also looking at people who are 53 women that are 53 and, and looking at them going that's a really pretty attractive woman but when I was 20 and look at a 53 year old woman you go. Oh, mm. yeah. oh, really? Well, and, I, and I wasn't being ageist. I, no, I I'm woman, not She, you she was so shoved down our throat for a little while. Helen there, like, Yeah, just yeah. recently. Yes. It was like, look how sexy she is. Look how right. sexy she is. Like, all right, we get it. I, I'm sure that she'd be the first one to say that as well. But now, in, in, in defense of, since I was raised by a single mom, I also know not nearly as much as everybody else who's way too skinny is shoved down everybody else's throats uh -huh. and set as the precedent for this is what you should look like. Right, right, so, right. So, fine, right. let her look age gracefully, and at least she doesn't look like she's had everything pulled tight like Brazil. Right. You know, right. <laughs> so yes, I can cop to she looks good for her age. I was just sort of not wanting as much of it thrown at me as I got. Totally understand. Oh, totally. I would like, I want to talk to her too, Helen Mirren. Um, I can leave. Going back to, no, don't. Uh, going, going back to, uh, to uh, the idea of living on an island and all that. When you first said, I'm going to have a studio in my place. Did you see that coming? No. No, and I didn't say it. It sort of had to happen. Again, Don being the first one with the limo. Right. Uh, I, I think he was the only one, but you know, everybody else was driving around themselves for the right. most part because they weren't as busy. Once he put a home studio in, and that was truly just like the limo. The limo saved him, made him more money. Right. Because all the time it took him to park and walk in someplace. Right. Over the course of a day, added up to at least two gigs for him. Right. So likewise, a home studio, exponentially, there is no drive time. There is flip the switch on, right. do it, flip the switch off. Right. And so once he was doing that, everybody became accustomed to it. By everybody, I mean the vendors, CBS, right. NBC, you know. So we all are the 13 of us or whomever, you know, we all had to do it. 
Because now to service the client the way he does, we have to service him that way. Yes. He changed the face of, he changed, he changed the structure of. Many, many things. How trailers are read. He was originally a producer. Mm -hmm. He actually, there was a, since people didn't know his face, I assume that's why, but he was not uh, in the SAG in memoriam for uh, the Oscars Uh or, or maybe he was for the SAG awards, but not for the Oscars. Even though he did more SAG contracts than any other performer ever. And probably that record will stand for many, many years because the, every trailer, every with the tags, you know, is a SAG contract. So that doesn't mean the most money per se, right. but, it, but it, and it wasn't bad. But yeah, no, he had more contracts done than anybody else in the history of SAG. Like, that's a cool and little once he fun helped fact. You that's up. not on a Snapple cap, I'm pretty sure. No, 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 not yet. But maybe it will be now. It would be on a Sagnapple. A Sagnapple. Snaggle. Snaggle. I'll stop there. Smashing. <laughs> exactly. The, uh, what kind of relationship did you have past your 24? Like, did you have a relationship with him after that? Actually, yeah, no, we kept in touch. Um, what's funny is we were in touch t- towards when he was sick, and but at home, sort of working. Um, he was out of the hospital, uh, but still not 100%. Mm-hmm. We had uh, exchanged emails about having lunch later in the week that he died. Right. So You uh, killed him because you uh, had lunch. No, no. You didn't have we lunch. We didn't have lunch. Right. He, he died rather than have lunch with me uh-huh. is more how I what look people, at it. How people are going to get That's how much of a victim I am. <laughs> right, right. What people are going to do in, not, in order to not have lunch with you. That's, that's you the most extreme them. as far as right. I know. In a world. <laughs> so In a world where do I don't want to have lunch with you. Did, did, have you have you hooked in to other uh, voice of, of, of other, say, those 13 people who are like, it's so nice to see you. I'm so tired of the cave that is my home studio. It's funny you should say. There was a time where we all parted ways, just, again, by not seeing each other anymore at places, or there was that competitive, I would guess it's sort of like quarterbacks, you know, where it's like, they're friendly. They're, you know, when they're on the field, they're doing a job. They don't, neither one wants the other dude to get a concussion, mm-hmm. especially because I'm saying quarterbacks, not defensive lines and the quarterback. Okay. But off the field, they don't want each other to do as well as the other one because, right. it, hey, that means I'm doing less well. Right. There's a direct, there is a zero-sum game. You know, you win, I lose right. over time. Right, right, right. So it's math. Very much so. That's how it was amongst that clique because right. any work one of us was doing was work one of us wasn't doing. Right. And uh, the other, one of the guys, that I, Andy Geller, who we were tight for a little while and uh, we, we both had, the, within two days, the same experience. Our mothers, our respective mother, called us and thought they had heard the other one. Uh, right. Like she, my mom said, oh, I heard you on blank, and it was Andy. Uh-huh. And his mom called him and said, oh, I heard you on blank, and it was me. Uh-huh. And it was pretty much the end of that friendship. Not on my part, but he, because he was already making seven figures, and I was, you know, actually, when I came out here, it was a day with him, a day with Don, and a day with Ernie Anderson. Yeah, okay. uh-huh. So, uh-huh. But, uh, but, so he was already doing gangbusters and was... I was not happy with that conversation with his mom. We have reestablished contact semi-recently for exactly that reason, because we are now isolated. It's like, dude, you were, you were, you were, you know, for lack of a better term, you were with me, bro. You know how it was. It's (laughs) (laughs) that's really great though. You know, that, that, that connection right yes. there, you know? And what's so important is, is to know that you're not alone in this world. Right. To know that you're not alone in the experiences that you're having. And also what's interesting is how that end of the business, the voiceover end of the business, especially what you're doing, is so different than any other because you are so isolated, right. you know? And, and on call. Is, is also what's become a thing with the uh, advent of fax machines, which gave way to text and email. Right. The deadline now has pushed up, pushed up, pushed right. up. They'll call, and if you can't do it within 15 minutes, they'll call the next guy. Right. So on top of it is you're tethered, so you're isolated, and you can't go too far, because right. if you're more than a half an hour away, they're not going to wait. They're going to call somebody else. Are you, um, so you have, you have a studio in your place in Hawaii? I do. Uh-huh. And, and I have one that fits in a travel carry suitcase, uh-huh. so I can take it just about anywhere I go with internet. Uh-huh. And those circumstances, less, uh, you know, less soundproof, so mm-hmm. quite often I end up with a blanket or a sweatshirt over my head. Wow. And just for the audition or for the gig? Uh, as far as my clients know, just for the audition. Got it. All right, I understand. That um, never has any multi-million-dollar movie campaign been done from the floor of a closet with a blanket over my head, <laughs> while, while you could hear birds chirping outside. Uh-huh. Never, never has that happened. Oh my God! What? So who do you? So 
Oh my gosh. Oh, so who do you, I have, some, I, have a, I have a huge question here. What, what do you want to do now? That is an excellent question. I am, uh, I am now that my promo trailer career has actually resurged. Uh -huh. um, what are you doing? What, what promos are you doing right, right now? Right now, uh, the main gigs are Reels Channel with a Z. Yeah. Uh, FX, uh, Fuel TV, all uh -huh. the UFC stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't want to leave anybody out, but that's those are the main three right now. Right. Uh, and then the other stuff is still coming, uh, you know, again, people want what they hear. So right. when you're busier, people then go, oh, yeah, him. Right. So work begets work. Oh, that's so nice. But it's, it's the idea that you're talking about, and then we'll get back to it's what it is that you want to do. The idea of in waves, in waves. And the moment that you say, I've bottomed out, you've bottomed out. But if you don't say, I've bottomed out, you haven't bottomed out. Yes. And how, I think that um, Joel Murray, I think, was saying, you know, there's one, I, I asked him, do you still think that that's the last job you're going to get? And I, he says, yeah, in, in a while, and then I stop and I really rethink that, or I refeel it. And what does that feel like? So right now you're talking about this wave because right. it is work begets work, but it's also the positive attitude that you have where somebody sees you or they talk to you and they go, I like his attitude. I really like his attitude. See, but both of those things you just said don't happen. Nobody sees me, right. nobody talks to me. So for the on-camera world or the actor actors, those opportunities present themselves right. still. That is exactly the problem. This is why I do need to figure out what else, not instead of, right. but what else I, I want to do. Right. Because my opportunities to promote myself are very limited. I mean, especially since I'm not living in LA, and even when I was for those last few years, barring knocking on someone's door, other than shoot them the occasional email of, hey man, you know, just so you know, still, what actor can call and get themselves a job? It's desperate as hell. You can't right. do that. No. That's what managers and agents are for. And I have them both. Right. And so, I am limited in, especially with my frustration of my marketing degree, uh -huh. I can't help me. <laughs> you know, like I can't do the things that I'd like to be able to do. Right, right. Because no one wants to get a mailer anymore, a card sent to them. No, you know, nobody. I'm not a computer graphics designer that's going to create like these things to send out with my voice on them, you know, because right. like, that gets old really fast. I guess I could make a bunch of YouTube videos that were fake trailers and hope that they were really funny and right. caught on. Right, right. Exactly. That that there's such a fine line between that and man, that's really desperate and sad. Right. And I'd rather let me be busy as I'm busy and not busy as I'm not busy and do other stuff. You know, I actually I don't want to give away the location of the Bat Cave, but I used to read to when this school was uh, the, for the blind and multi handicapped. Yes, it still is. Oh, I thought it was mainstream now. No, they have a. I see a bunch of kids with with walking down. I believe they've combined it because they yeah the Blend School yeah Blend France oh I didn't okay the Francis Blend School yeah um it was only maybe it still is but it was only for blind and multi handicapped and I used to go every week and read to them stories and it was ranged from some kids were fully malformed for lack of a better no I know that I've seen them no no mouth and you know yeah and all the way up through kids that were legally blind, wore glasses, but were fully salient and could understand everything. Right. And I, I know I'm digressing, but I'll get to it. No, it's okay. Um, but when I would go to the low-level classes and uh, the teachers would stop me when I was done and they would say, I want you to know that this is the only time they're quiet all week and they're listening and whatever is getting in is getting in. And that was the best high I ever got. And I've done a couple drugs. And, uh, and the other thing was, it gave me the power to say no, because more than once, I was parked on that street, and I got a call, da 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 needs you as soon as possible. I'm like, I'm just going into the school, I'll be done in 45 minutes, they can have me in an hour, well they need it now. I'm like, tell them why I can't do it, and then tell them if it's really that important to call somebody else. Because if I start saying no to, ev you know, to everything, that's when you give up your life, because right. And if you start saying no to those things, I'm sorry, the important things, right? No to the real life important things right. instead of work. Right. And yes, I was in the luxury position of working a lot. Right. Because some people couldn't have done that. And I, they would have had to say, you know what, school, sorry, this came up. Right. Maybe you lie and say you got a flat tire or something. But right. there were, you know, there's gray area for that to happen. Right. But if you do that too much, then later on, when the work goes away, that's all you've got, and you're a miserable, sad person, because right. look at everything you didn't do just so you could be available for the work that now is gone. Right, 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 So right, getting right. back to that, in Hawaii, I've, they, I believe still true, I don't want to cast dispersions, statistically, they have the uh, lowest scoring or education system. However it is, it's, it's not good. Right. 
I was trying to, not was trying like they wouldn't let me, I, I've not been able to reach the right place, to get in and start working with them, storytelling, you know, doing that me mentoring, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the problem is storytelling in Hawaii is a whole different term. Right. That's more like telling the tales of old Hawaii, and right. they think that you are a local right. who has lineage, right. and so there's been more than one misunderstanding on a phone call <laughs> that leads to... Oh, no, 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 that's not what we need. Right. And it's like, oh, sorry, okay. Right. And I'm like, I have to come up with a better name right. for it. Right, you do, you do, you do. But it's your marketing coming at that moment. Right. It's your marketing. Book coming. reader? Right, <laughs> right. But, or saying, I'm not uh, going to tell a story about Wamakalea, K.A.K. Kamakamakanayan. Right? You're not going to say that. Well, right. I, Define I, yourself of who you are by saying who it is that you're not. Well, and what's funny is I, I've actually been thinking about getting back into radio there. There's a mm -hmm. couple of stations, there aren't many on my island, on right. the big island of uh -huh. Hawaii. Uh huh. And and uh, there's only two on my side, because most of them are on the Hilo side. Yes. And think about getting back into it just because it would be structure, something right. to do with the time difference. I'd be done with my VO gigs anyway. Right. And it would give me people to know, places to go. Right. You know, not celebrity per se, but it would just mean that I would have access to people faster than just Joe Schmo walking around. Right. Because I am isolated doing the voice stuff, so I don't meet a lot of people except, you know, I, I do pub quiz. I host the pub quiz. Yes, at, I remember at, you. Uh, I've, I've read I'll about that their online. I'll uh, their pluck at uh, Humpy's Big Island Ale House in Kona. Humpy's Big Island Ale House. Yes, it is named for the Humpy Whale because it's an Alaska-based place. It is not a... Well, maybe we can have, when Ian does the introduction, he can also okay. add that the Humpy's... Humpy's Big Island Ale House. Humpy's, um, in what city? Oh, in Kona. In Ka Kona. Kailua, Kona. Kailua, Kona. Yes. Um, the idea of uh, you saying, this is what you want to do, does that make it happen? And I'm not being sarcastic uh, no, here. I understand. You know what I'm saying? And I because do not believe me, in the secret. Because I do. Okay, fair enough. Then we can, get, we can get into that in a second. My issue with that is... And I, I won't bash the whole thing, but in general, the manifestation works to some degree with some things. Right. I believe that. Yes. But the way it was sold yes. is that you want anything hard enough, you can work and get it. Yes, I'm not saying and that. And that's not possible. And it's a, it's a bad message. Like Just like every kid who is participating wins something, Right. that's a bad message too. Right. You're, not everybody gets the job. Right. There's, one or, there's an interviewer. One person gets it, right. and everybody else doesn't get a second place prize. Right. My feeling about the manifestation is this. You ask for something, you're going to get something. Okay. It's not you ask for this, you're going to get this. Ah. You ask for something, you're going to get something. The thing is, you can't say, I want it to be a red 1968 Corvette. You can say, I'm looking for a hot car. You understand? See, okay, yeah, I, I and, do. And now, this is even a different... But, but you can say hot car and that's not too specific? Right. Okay. Right, I'm, I'm, right, Just right, your right, level right. of belief right. is what because I'm Because it's not out, like, so. oh my God, I'm going to think about that and this magical thinking. But what it really comes down to, for me, I look at it and I look at the people that I know who have fantastic careers. And I cannot not say that they didn't manifest those things. You know, the people that I know that have huge careers, they manifested those things. They said, I am going to be a television star. And what they did was they never let anything stop them from going forward with that idea. Do you understand? See, but I would say that you're using manifestation for working. Okay, here's another thing. Then, because I'm, I'm getting to this. I never said I wanted to do that. That, in my life, I never said I want to be a big television star. This is what I said. I want to change people's lives. So in that way, that's what I do. And it's also though, you, you directed your steering wheel, so you drove in that direction. But also people were looking at me and saying, David drives in that direction. Do you follow what I'm saying? So they look at me, and that's the school across the street, they look at me and they say, you know what? I know somebody who I could connect with, who's talking to me and who can connect with me. Not in a way that's a desperate way or needs work. It's just like, I am opening myself up to you to receive me. Right. Do you understand? And that's how we get these relationships is because I'm opening myself up to that. And that's part of the manifestation. Because if I don't see myself as, as being worthy of getting this, I'm not going to get it. But there are a lot, and I, only, I know several, but I, I'm sure there are a lot of horrible, horrible people who are TV stars. Yes. I've known a few of them. Yes. So... 
they didn't work the secret and then forget it. They were horrible people that pursued whatever path they pursued uh -huh. that succeeded, not despite either, just to succeeded doing what they were doing because yes. their path laid out properly or they were the right look at the right time or right. whatever they were. But they also set themselves up to have those things come to them. Mm, but by setting, but that's like saying you set yourself up to drive by getting in the car and turning the key. Yes. You've got to have a car. You've got to. You've got to have a car. You've got to have a key. You've got to know how to drive. But you have to get the job to get the car because you have to have money to get the car. I mean, you you can extrapolate the like you okay your hot car mm -hmm. analogy. Right. Okay. I don't. You can't manifest that. Now, would you say that if the next day after manifesting, I want a hot car, right. that you get a big paying job that will pay for that car, would you then in your mind say, okay, that's going to pay for that car, so I got it. And I'm not shitting on it if that is how you feel. I'm just curious. Say that again. Okay. Thursday, you say, because this oh, is... Oh, oh, like somebody delivers a hot car to me? No, 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 no. Thursday, you say, okay, I'm going to manifest this the way I, David Rosowski, manifest. Right. I, I, I want a hot car. Right. Friday, you get a call from your agent manager, whomever, that there is this big gig, the, whatever you want to be doing, not right. something you have to change, divert for, <laughs> uh -huh. that's going to now facilitate you getting a hot car. Right. Would in your brain, in your heart, would you feel that the manifestation of the day before brought the job, which then brings the car? Yes. Okay. See, so that's where we can agree to disagree because mm -hmm. you're using manifestation for the end goal, the uh -huh. end game. Uh -huh. What in fact, to me, is things are laying out for you to use what you to use that for whatever you want right if the next day you changed your mind and said you know what i'd rather have a big tv you still have that job right you still can use that money yes you don't have to go oh damn it i manifested the car i can only buy the car right no 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 it doesn't work that way it doesn't so, i mean for me it doesn't work that way for me the way that it works is i want to live my life to be able to get those things that see, thing in particular I, that is that i I'm probably watching. should explain um i had for 15 years a manager slash very dear friend who was like a mom person to me. Right. Um, I was at the house for Thanksgivings, not obviously one where we all said thank you, but <laughs> right. And uh, and she was very much into uh, all of that noetic sciences and Bach remedies and energy and manifestation. Okay. And I heard all about it for years. Right. Swallowed it all with not a grain of salt, salt lick because right. she would get so into it that she's, you know, giving you me into it. numbers. No, 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 no. But she would give me numbers to do so that I would get jobs. I'm like, mm -hmm. did that work? I got jobs. I don't think that the numbers she had me do stuff with got me the jobs. Okay. I'm a big fan of coincidence and science and chaos theory. And anyway, getting back to <laughs> my point of the story though, I honestly, before house, even though house was really Sherlock Holmes, okay. I was house without being the doctor. Okay. I was very much a misanthrope and a chaos theorist and a realist and shat upon a lot of people's, if they went too far with it, again, because of this upshot of the story uh -huh. after 15 years of all of that and energy and love and all she dropped me via email i'm no longer going to be able to represent you yada 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 uh -huh. like, and it, the only thing that was left in there was i can take you off the site uh the end of this month or i can give you another month okay and i replied this month will be fine right we never spoke again okay that was two years ago at least what does manifestation and just opening yourself up to the positivity have to do with her mishigas, her craziness? What I mean is that someone who is so into all of that right, stuff, who right. al allegedly believes it and is living that life, Got it. then has it in them right. to abandon right. me that way okay. is really... And don't get me wrong, I've, I've done, made a couple errors with emails too, like mm -hmm. certain stuff in this day and age... You Protocol. Yeah, you should write certain things. You should Got be it. speaking. Right. So don't get me wrong. I'm not innocent here. I'm. I'm not adding I, because there's a lot of stuff that I'm going. Uh. -uh I'm, I'm. For me, the manifestation is having a, having a positivity to say why can't I get that, or rather, a manifestation to say I'm going to get that. See, I'm, I'm just, going to get. And that. I just see that as drive. I see that as okay. I was Great. I was a kid with no money and, no, and a single parent, and I, I was working at McDonald's when I was 15. Right. Li lied so I could work at 15. Okay. And was making money ever since. Whether I right. was at a video store, they used to have videotapes, and that's where they rented them. <laughs> uh, there was a Vogue Cleaners on Tui. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. That was my first firing. Uh -huh. um, but uh, I lived right down the street. Okay, right. I, I grew up Tui in California. I grew up Tui in California. That's I went to Boone. Okay, I went to Lane. You, I went to Mather. And I, I went to Anshiemet because for uh, fourth through eighth grade. Well, I went to Temple yeah. Sholem. Okay, yeah. Okay, but I went to Ezra's Israel okay. for, you know, right at Pratt in California, yeah. right there. That's where that's I went. That's McDonald's I worked at. Uh, right. 
right? Okay, fine. <laughs> so anyway, um, so so when when you say drive, because I'm looking at, and I was given shit because I was I was dropping too many names, but I'm going to drop these names anyway. Please do. Um, I'm looking at Amy Sedaris. Amy has become Amy because Amy always set up Amy's career by being Amy, by saying this is what's going to happen to me. This is the career that I'm going to get. Right? Yes. Corel, same thing. I know I use all these guys, but these are Dude, people like Robin. I was going to say they were your friends. It's not name dropping. I know, it's but out I'm, of context, it right, sounds like name dropping. Right. But what I'm saying right now, right. I'm watching these. I watch these people become that which they've set themselves up to be. You want to call it drive. I get it. I get it. It's also drive. But the idea of what is it? There's also the idea of saying, I give myself permission to want what it is that I want and to go and get it. And also to know this, it isn't going to look like what I think it's going to look like. Uh, yeah. And I think that that's a huge fucking thing yeah, too. You, you can't paint that picture ahead no, of time. No, but I yeah. think a lot of people do. That red Corvette is what I'm talking about. Got it. Okay. You, are, you are going to get, if you want, you're going to get a car that might look like that. Or you might get something where you get enough money to be able to get that red Corvette. But it's going to come to you in a way that you don't anticipate. The most important thing for me is to make sure that you're not closing yourself off from getting that because you didn't get it. Do right. you understand? I do understand, yes. And that's really important. Um, whew, we got to stop. Okay. It's really good. It was really good, wasn't it good? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was really, really good. There's a passion that... that, that, uh, that that I always that I always knew that you had, and again I go back to the idea of the first day that that I saw you. You're like, this is I'm here for that. And I saw something in your eyes that was like, he's gonna do really fucking good. He's gonna do really well. Thank you, and and luckily I I have and did, and uh, and I do miss improvising. But anytime I got a drop in class on Wednesdays when I'm in town, and it's not about, and again, my it's a long commute from Hawaii, but oh, I will. Fuck, that's right, that's right. <laughs> uh, periodically, I, I've gotten work, I've got work on the, uh, uh, on, uh, on Oahu. I, do, I work with some, some people on Oahu, but there's kind well, of. Well, I could island hop there, yeah. Right. I, I, honestly, they're just starting to try to figure out how to do comedy in my town. Humpy's just bought a new space, uh -huh. and they're trying to figure it out, and they're like, hey, you know a bunch of comics? So I said, uh, 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 uh. I said, Let's you guys get it up and running. Right. Make sure that people know how to behave at a comic place. That you know you get a two drink minimum going. That people right. aren't not heckling right off the bat because right. it's a whole different culture there. Right. And I'm not going to have my people of note or not of note who are really funny come and be like, wait a minute, why are you guys talking? Right. <laughs> right. 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 You set up a culture for it. Yeah. You got to make sure that they have their their. And also that you're telling stories about the Hawaiian Queen Lakamawaya Haikawala. Oh, Alima. Macarena. Macarena. Okay. All right. Good. Today's episode was sponsored by Fresh Balls, deodorant for your balls. For more information, go to www.freshballs.com. So fresh, so dry. Thank you for listening to the ADD Comedy Podcast. For Dave Rosowski, I'm Ian Foley. For more information on ADD Comedy, you can visit our website at www.theaddcomedytour.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at ADD Comedy Pod. If you're in the Los Angeles area and you're interested in taking a class with Dave, you can find that information at his website at www.davidrosowski.com. Sound services for the ADD Comedy Podcast was brought to you by Post Apocalyptic. <laughs>